Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Nintendo! Nintendo Voice Chat for the week of July 28th, 2016. I'm Jose Otero. This is IGN's Nintendo Show. Joining me this week is Brian Altano. What's up, guys? Andrew Gofar. Hello. And sitting in for our dearly uh, on vacation, Per Schneider, we found another one, another German, basically, to take yeah, his place. Basically. But, a, but yeah. an internet legend in many ways, uh, Jeff Gertzman. Hey, hi. Hello. You may know Jeff's work from GiantBomb.com. He is a founder slash editor-in-chief there, veteran commentator in the video game space for many years now, a former editorial director of GameSpot as well. I mean, you started writing about video games in the mid-90s, early 90s? Yeah, I, I started, I got my first paying video game writing gig in 94, and then started at GameSpot in 96. What was so. the site? It was a magazine. Uh, okay. <laughs> it, was a, it was called Blaster. It made it a whole three issues. Okay. It was uh, funded by the owner of Creative Labs. So it was like 
packed into sound blaster boxes. Oh wow! Oh, it wow. sound and it was on newsstands. Apparently, a very rickety thing. I don't know. I wrote some stuff for it, and then suddenly, like all the money was gone, and I was out on the street. So I was bitter at nineteen. So that was a that's good. Right. That's a good market for people who bought sound blasters every month. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you were buying a sound blaster every month, you could read. And you're in. It was great. Uh, yeah, I was actually in charge. I had the one the one PC in the office, so I was the one that got to write about. Here's some things you might be able to do if you have a sound card. Wow. Uh, but the rest of it was just kind of like lifestyle. I, I love the idea of like a magazine about sound cards. <laughs> I wish like, it was that. I wish yeah. it was just like just that. It'd be like, all right, here's the, the IRQ settings. Here's how yeah, you really nail this So you stuff can't down. hear this. We're describing it to you. It just sounds picture, so good. What's the best loud you ever heard? Oh, this wavetable synthesis is going to make you crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Do you still have any uh, issues? Or I, I have like unopened boxes of, of them and stuff like that. Okay. But yeah, it, it made it a full, full three issues. The fourth issue made it to blue line and then they kicked us out. Uh, okay. Do you have any old line. sound blasters? I I'm trying to hook up a really yeah, old I've got, I've got an all 32. Uh, they, so that was the, they were giving me sound cards and stuff. Yeah. So at the time, it was like, here's a CD-ROM drive, which in 94 was like a million dollars. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, this is a double speed CD-ROM drive. And I could, wow. couldn't even figure out how to make it work on my PC. God. Garbage. All right. Sim Wong Hu, founder of Creative Labs. <laughs> that's right. That's a big right. listener of the show. Yeah, actually. yeah, I know. He writes in every he week. Hopefully, your like, business burns to the ground. That's right. Yeah. Or hopefully, you can leave us a review just like uh, Jir66, <laughs> who I'm not going to be a good one now. Not enough sound blasters. iTunes says, uh, Enjoyable show with great, ho- great hosts. Uh, glad I stumbled onto this podcast. It's quickly become one of my favorites. Three hosts are very good at what they do, each bringing an interesting perspective. Uh, shows also focus and provides entertaining analysis of all things Nintendo. Keep up the great work. We hopefully will not disappoint you. Gear 66 and actually it has been three years since uh we rebooted nintendo voice chat and i got here and took over the show which uh just happened this week and it kind of blows my mind how fast time flies yeah in this business when you start doing a weekly podcast stuff like that especially like it's like oh man three years four years like yeah Yeah, it's like well one of the things i figured out not to get too granular Mm -hmm. here but we all live in the bay area which Mm -hmm. doesn't truly get seasons or if it does it's like three times in one day (laughs) we're trapped so you look up once and you're like is it winter it's winter holy sh and then all of a sudden like three years go by and you're like how many e3s have i been set eight e3 in how many have you gone to, Jeff? All of them. I don't know. Everyone, How many right? is that? 21? 21 yeah. E3s. Oh, yeah. like starting with the Atlanta ones and stuff? Yeah. No, there was, there was, it was in, the, in LA before oh, yeah. Atlanta. Daniel went to Atlanta. Uh, I went, I went to a couple of CESs before E3 existed because they used to have the games there. Mm. Uh, and they put them in a tent outside in Vegas because yeah. they really respected what video games were <laughs> uh, So, yeah, you, there was just like, you know, Capcom had a huge line for Street Fighter 2 for the SNES and yeah, you know, that, that sort of stuff. Did you ever make it out Maybe. to like Space World or anything yeah. in Japan? I yeah. went to Space World twice. I, think. Okay. I played Echo Delta, which didn't come out wow. uh, for the N64. I, I love the idea of like, liking it. Of yeah. preview events for uh, games that we now regard as like some of the most classic things of all time. Like, I don't know about Super Mario's cape in this game. This game is a bust. And yeah. like, nowadays we're like, that's one of the top five greatest games ever. Right, made. exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's I so I, I didn't I was kind of so Sega was local and Nintendo was in Washington, so I would go to some like Genesis focused right. events and saw like early Sega C D stuff and and some of that stuff. Wow. But, but yeah, Nintendo uh, they had just the most amazing booths back then. You know, just like when Killer Instinct was coming to the Super Nintendo, they had this big stage show with the music and all this yep. stuff. It was just, it was just dumb. Yeah, <laughs> Actually, I, guess, I guess they haven't learned. I mean, they, they're still doing that, right? Yeah. I mean, E3 this year was obviously like insane in a completely different uh, way. Absolutely. Yeah, they built a, they built a forest temple this year. <laughs> right. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. So uh, you've had plenty of. Uh, great work in your career i mean i've had a lot of respect for your reviews a lot of respect for your opinions but one of the things that that you have done (laughs) that i absolutely adore uh was i want to say in 2014 uh you and dan reichert who Mm -hmm. was just hired on a giant bomb around that time yeah yeah uh did a video where you went to six flags and rode medusa while playing super mario brothers 3 which is just like yeah (laughs) like what (laughs) so talk about this please because this is one of my favorite things i think i've ever seen on the internet so that was all dan (laughs) that was uh that was dan's idea uh and it turns out that you know this was not in the grand scheme of things not too long after we were acquired by cbs Hmm. and it turns out when you call up any place and say hey we're with cbs they get back to you (laughs) so um so we made the call and you know he came up with the idea of like oh let's try to ride this roller coaster again and again and again and see who can get further in Super Mario Brothers 3 uh, before they get too sick and have to get off the roller coaster. And I'm like, well, that's a dumb stunt, but yes, absolutely, of course, <laughs> let's go. Uh, 
Um, so I think I made it four times. He made it five correct. Yep. Uh, on the roller right. coaster. And then, but the, the thing we didn't account for is that the glare on that 3DS screen mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. a nightmare. Uh, when it's an outdoor roller coaster, it's not Space Mountain or something. So it's, uh, it was impossible to see the screen. Uh, and also, just for the amount of like shaking and being upside down and all that other stuff, it was really hard to follow the screen in the first place. God, so horrible. Uh, it was. I, I found myself kind of like playing the game on like downward slopes or anytime it wasn't moving fast. If we were going up, I could play the game for a while. We would very quickly play the game. But then as soon as anything started happening, I kind of had to start looking past the screen out at what was actually happening or I would have been very, very sick. At, at what point during this stunt did you start to regret the stunt? Like which, <laughs> which number turn around the Medusa? It was actually as we were strapping in, uh, okay. as we were strapping into the roller coaster and, and like mounting GoPros all over it. That was the feeling of like, one of these GoPros is going to fly off and hit yep. me in the face and it's going to be like Fabio and that bird. <laughs> Thank you for referencing that. And, uh, I bring that up like once a year. No one remembers it anymore. It's yeah. one of the greatest moments it, in human it history. It really is. It uh, really Fabio is. is on a roller coaster and a bird flew right into his face and he's like flanked by these two beautiful models and he just gets off the roller coaster like, oh, the bird hit yeah. my face. And there's blood and feathers everywhere. It's, a, it's so it's good. A mess. It's Life a mess. is a gift. Yeah, it really is. Um, but we went there before they had opened for the day. Okay. Uh, so we kind of had a hard stop at when they actually were going to start letting people in. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, after the first time through, I felt pretty good. And I was like, yes, definitely let's go again and keep playing the game. Keep playing the game. But but the game was impossible to play. Yeah. I think Dan finished like the first level and then stopped there, which was enough because I kept running out of lives yep. on like level two and you'd have to reset back to level one. Yeah. And uh, So in the grand scheme of things, he got further than me and then went on a victory lap on the roller coaster just to rub it in. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and then, yeah, we drove back to the office from, this was in Vallejo. So it's, you know, I don't know, like a 45 minute drive, something like that. And both of us just like white as a sheet, just oh. driving and just going, Oh man! <laughs> like we we both felt like we could have been sick for like the next six yep. or seven hours. Oh, it was man. like when people get it really bad in VR. It was yeah. that feeling yeah, of yeah. like, well, your day's ruined. It was yeah. it was it was and, definitely. And that. knowing Dan Riker, you guys probably started your day at like Taco Bell breakfast or something like that. I, he right? definitely did. Yes. I I went on an empty stomach, uh, <laughs> oh, thinking that that smart. was maybe the right move. Was like, it? I'm going to sip some water. Yep, yep, yep. Fine. Was it or you st- I mean, you still got sick regardless. I, did, I, I didn't actually like. Throw up, but we were definitely okay. very woozy. Uh, he, was, he almost forced himself to before we got in the car, but uh, but we both we we held our mud that day. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess my last question would be: What uh, was it hard to convince Six Flags to do this? Not I mean, that, you said not, they called you back, yeah, not but at all. No. Really, we were just like, hey, uh, we want to come out there and do a thing, uh, show off, the, you know, do this thing on the park, this this stunt, mm-hmm. and told them exactly what we were planning to do, and they're like, okay. Yeah. Especially so, for a weekday morning, I would imagine. Exactly, not, yeah. So yeah, this, this was Great America? Uh, no, this was uh, six, like Discovery Kingdom. Oh, the thing okay. that used to be Marine World. I was going to say, because at Great America, they'd be like, oh, you can bring a gun on there. We don't care. Basically, that, that yeah. a wreck. Yeah. Jeez. We'd yeah. be like yeah. launching fireworks at each other. No, instead, <laughs> he had Wii Remote wrist straps holding down the, the 3DS. Yeah, yeah. Fly we had out of straps hands. in both slots, and, and then the 3DS were also, was also duct taped to our hands. Oh, man. Uh, which was also unpleasant. Uh, at the end, and what's that thing? Edward Forty Hands, where you yeah, tape a 40 yes, it was year. totally yes. Yeah. We played Forty Hands with a 3DS, <laughs> <laughs> and like regular Forty Hands, there were no winners. Yeah, as I'm concerned. and you still end up vomiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah basically. <laughs> All right, that's uh, awesome. Fair enough. Fair enough. So then uh, we talk about what to do next pretty frequently, yep. but we haven't quite pulled the trigger on something yet. But I, I think I know there were a couple of different ideas going around that okay. would be way worse. <laughs> <laughs> way, way, way worse. Oh, man, I could only imagine. <laughs> All right, well, then, uh, on the topic of way worse, uh, Nintendo's grim financials happened Oof, uh, mm-hmm. sort of yesterday, last night, uh, in Japan or the night before. Um, basically, it's looking bad, uh, and it's something that I feel we almost should have seen coming, right? So this whole roller coaster ride started Friday, the week before, when Nintendo releases a statement saying, hey, we're not changing our consolidated numbers for the year, uh, which surprised some folks because Pokemon Go has been doing so well. I mean, mm-hmm. the stock price was just flew over the course of two weeks. And then you find out Nintendo, you know, sort of comes forward to just kind of remind folks, hey, we're not changing these. And also, this is our relationship with the Pokemon company and with Niantic, which is we don't own them. Yeah. It, it was almost like they should have written it like, you idiots. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, thank you for the increased valuation for this couple of days. But look, let's get real. Like, yeah, that... that yeah, it was, uh, yeah. It, it's it's one of those things that shakes your faith in the concept of, in like, investment. Exactly. <laughs> like, like, people who are putting... 
five figures into this company, six figures in this company don't know what they're making and not making. And it's no, really it's like giving ten billion dollars to Turtle from Entourage. You're like, you know, he's not the he's not the dude that's in all the movies, right? They just hang out together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but uh, some of those investment dollars too could have just come from, hey, this is a IP affiliated with Nintendo. Yeah. They do have another mobile game coming out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We want to buy in now before the stock price goes even higher. But yeah, Nintendo coming out to say that definitely was a sign that Q1 was not going to be great. But then we woke up to, well, uh, so first of all, next trading day, the stock fell 18%, uh, percent, which is the most that can fall, uh, according to Japanese, uh, Japanese trading rules. But then we wake up to the net loss of 24.5 billion yen. That's with a B. Which totally um, just sounds worse. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. know. That's probably like 50 bucks in America. That's, <laughs> 234 that's million. That's such a hard number. Yeah. <laughs> Two, 234 million. It's still pretty high. Uh, where in comparison, last year they posted an $8.3 billion yen profit. So we knew coming out of E3, Q1 and probably Q2 are tanked just because there's not a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, their, their current hardware is pretty much done. You mm-hmm. know, yep. they're, they're wrapping that stuff up. They got Zelda out, obviously. But, you know, they're, they're full steam ahead on NX as far as development goes. I mean, it, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And so then, also, I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't give them money this year if you were trying to. Like, it was, they just weren't selling a lot of games, you know? There mm-hmm. was some stuff here and there. Sure. Mostly kind of smaller, like, re-releases, quirky stuff, HD remakes and stuff. But for the most part, you were like, where, like, I, I want to yeah. give you money for games, and I can't. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. Mario Tennis and Star Fox, where I think Well, Star Fox Zero, Kirby Planet Robobot, Kirby, Tokyo yeah. Mirage Sessions, but all, like, niche games yeah. for the Rhythm most Heaven. part. Yeah. Rhythm Heaven, yeah. Mega Mix, yeah. favorite, but also... Uh, Monster Hunter Generations and Bravely Second were all within that window. But again, nothing that like pushes sort of Nintendo hardware no, or does yeah. that. But then the other sort of surprise was that Amiibo might be stalling out as well. Well, maybe it's not a surprise, but Nintendo's statement was, okay, so these held at approximately 1.770 million units uh, and 1.30 mu- mu- excuse me, 1.330 million units, respectively. This is card type and figure type, um, which is surprising because they put out a Kirby set. There was a Kirby set for Planet Robobot, if I'm remembering yeah. right. Yeah, that came out of, alongside the game. I mean, it's weird because a year ago was still like Amiibo fever. Right. Like, that was still right. when like you could not even get them if you wanted them. Uh, and so it's interesting that like yeah, they they released a lot fewer in the same time mm-hmm. this year, but they you could still buy them and like to fall what was it sixty something percent compared to last year? Yeah. That's crazy. Well, it oh. seems like they probably just have solved like the inventory issue. They they know yep. how to get those yeah. things in the channel and keep them there, so yep. they're not selling out as much as they they used to. Skylanders went through the same thing in, yep. in yep. year one, where it was impossible to find them. But then by the end, when they were getting ready to release Giants, like they'd figured it out. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so that stuff was already all the all the way out there. But also, you have to wonder if. Just there's a finite number of people who are going to go amiibo crazy, and once they were able to buy all the ones they wanted to, that's it. Maybe they're done. Yeah, yeah. I was well, gonna, I was gonna to piggyback on that. Um, I think they just they just shipped their 100th like individual amiibo skew, not including the cards, the other day. Mm-hmm. And I mean, how much space does the average person have for these things? You know, like yeah. even if you're yeah. collecting all of them. And the, the other problem too is like the Smash Brothers set isn't done yet. So if you're trying to sort of be this finite collector of like this is what I want is the whole Smash set. Like Bayonetta is not even out yet. Bayonetta, uh, Corn, and Corn, Cloud, yeah. Cloud. When, and that's an out for people too. Like because there are all these lines, like the Mario line, <clears throat> the Animal Crossing line, the Kirby line are not kind of moving people the way the Smash Brothers line right. did because that's like a really easy. I'm gonna get these. 52 or whatever it is and then be out whereas like by the point where timmy and tommy are coming out or like the third meta night or whatever it is like i think those are a little less and if you're not playing those games you're Mm -hmm. less likely to buy those amiibo i mean smash is obviously Mm -hmm. like an order of magnitude larger than than most of those other games for sure yeah but you're also shipping games that at the end of the day didn't have functionality and right like monster hunter through third parties or bravely second or tokyo mirage none of those games really had that Mm -hmm. star fox zero had compatibility and so did planet robobot but even planet robobot was like if you used a Ness or a Yoshi or something unrelated, you still got something. Well, and that's so. part of the problem I feel like Amiibo runs into too, whereas because they work across everything, sometimes you already have that thing. So yeah. it's like, well, why would you buy Or in more? a lot of cases they don't. I mean, that's the, mm-hmm. the other thing. If, if, you know, you think about Infinity and Skylanders being these figures where day one they were like, these figures will work, and they've carried them forward. I'm mean, not in, you know, the, the year one Skylanders are not fun to use yeah. on the most recent one, but it at least does something that you expect it to do. Whereas with a lot of these amiibo, you know, a lot of these different amiibo supporting games only support certain ones. And so it's, it's a less reliable 
object, right? If I get a Skylander, yeah. I know it's going to work with every Skylander thing. Yeah. If I get a Ryu and I go like, man, I can't wait to see this Super Mario Maker Ryu costume, it's totally not there. It's yeah. totally yeah. not there. Yeah. Yeah. Why right. wouldn't they do that? And yeah, I think yeah. what, what Amiibo did for me, because I, I got bit by the bug for a little bit, and it, it kind of opened me back up to the world of sort of more high-end collectibles. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, oh, they make a really cool, like, Figma makes a really cool Link. Mm-hmm. Like, he's in the Skyward Sword clothes, which is not my fa- favorite Zelda game, but he's like, 50 bucks and highly posable and comes with accessories. I'm like, I'm going to go with that. Uh, and I saw this, they make a Samus also. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. I'm like, oh, they also make these classic sort of Zelda figurines. I'm going to go after those. Mm-hmm. And I just started buying other stuff and then got into Star Wars toys yeah. and, or back again, all that stuff again. So I think if Nintendo realizes anything is that there's, these can be a gateway drug for a sort of high-end collectible market, mm. which I think they're getting with the with the Breath of the Wild stuff. Yeah. Like the new Zelda amiibo they're doing are really cool looking, and they're articulate and posable, and they're highly detailed, and the paint ops are really good. Um, so and we if, don't know the functionality yet, other than the wolf. Sure, yeah. exactly. Yeah, that's right. yeah. So if they start doing stuff that's just like, okay, this is a really ornate, awesome statue, a really cool figure. Oh, and if you scan its foot, like you have extra hearts or whatever. That's that's a cool little thing. But Nintendo merchandise has been in such a drought for so long like to actually get anything cool is really hard so if this is them sort of opening up the floodgates and and partnering with more companies other than just like jack specific and stuff like that then yeah that's where they can make more money because there's money in merchandise they're just not capitalizing on it yeah definitely i I wouldn't be surprised to see them have a whole new renewed amiibo push around nx i think there's there's some stuff they probably need to do in terms of like what can be stored on the figure itself right and i bet they also like start encrypting stuff differently to stop people from cloning them yeah and also does that happen i think they might do like if you look at mega yarn yoshi i feel like that's them dipping their toe in the waters of like why not in the Figma line, there's also an Amiibo chip, and that yeah. thing works. Like, I can see them kind of pushing the boundaries of what an Amiibo is, because, yeah, that Guardian Amiibo for Breath of the Wild is, like, has all the, like, crazy tentacles, mm. and you can pose them, and I think that's sort of the idea of, like, a new wave of Amiibos that are, like, yeah, maybe they're premium and more expensive, but they also have functionality is kind of a cool proposition for yeah. Yeah. what they yeah. can do as toys. Because well, and to get to the Figma level, though, they have to kind of let go of this, well, we have to control the channel. Like, right. there are very few Amiibo partnerships. The only one, really, was the Skylanders one uh, that they had right. with, with yeah. Activision, and that's kind of been it. And I guess like, Shovel tried something too. Yeah, but that was Yacht Club making it themselves. Like, they sure. took on the, the risk of making those things themselves. They just got the specifications and approval through Nintendo. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I just think in a in a year that's there's a an absence of games and hardware sales, you make up money there. And then yep. in a few years, this conversation might be different because they ha- they'll have the theme park going, they'll have the yeah. um, movie deals going, and yeah, stuff and they like had that. the Vance thing going. I mean, I think that for all you know, at least anecdotal evidence, those things are sold out in a bunch of places. So that's cool. That worked out for them. They sold them to every single person at E3 from just an anecdotal evidence perspective. Yeah. Every single person there had that Donkey Kong shirt. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, but Q2 doesn't look better for them right now. I mean, we have Metroid Prime Federation Force on the docket, a style-savvy game, Dragon Quest Seven: Fragments of the Forgotten Past, Yokai Watch 2, Bony Spirits, and Fleshy Souls. Still not over yeah, the no titles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a winner. Uh, but Q3 is probably when things will definitely look better just because of Pokemon Sun and Moon yeah. and the NAS Classic alone. Yep. yep. There could be other surprises, but then again, you never know. It could be nothing, could be something with Nintendo. Nobody saw the NAS Classic sort of getting announced one day and then right. just going, hey, check this out. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, and it's, um, it's sort of up to them how that thing does. Like, if that thing is at every Walgreens every Safeway like I think it'll explode this fall if it's like a GameStop exclusive then probably not yeah they need to get that thing into everywhere that all the weird third party licensed Genesis consoles all the bootleg Atari joysticks like Urban (laughs) Outfitters carry some of that you know like if they can put that there where someone who doesn't play a lot of video games now can look at it and go tiny Nintendo and buy it then that thing will kill Sharper Image is on that list right yeah Yeah. uh, is there a Sharper Image around are they still around airport Air ionizers that play Nintendo games will be huge. <laughs> I think yeah, there's, cool there's also Brookstone, right? Which is basically yeah. free massage around Christmas right. time. That's Sharper Image 2.0. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like yeah, it. Yeah. Right. yeah, no, so I um I, I didn't get to play it, but I went and I actually held the NES Classic mm. at Comic-Con. Oh. And um, it's adorable. And the, the packaging's really cool. Like, it's the kind of thing that I think you're completely right, Jeff. You put that next to, like, the, the old turntable section at yeah. – um, at 
Urban Outfitters right. or like the old Nirvana shirts and stuff yep. like that at yeah. Target. Hot, Hot like, Topic would be probably an okay yep. place for totally. that thing. There's a perfect market for that. And it's kind of like <clears throat> – it's people like us, but there's also like lapsed gamers and dads and moms that grew up in the 80s and 90s and 2000s just yep. remembering that thing. So, um, yeah, that should do well. But they need to make that controller cord longer because the one I held that – So Comic-Con. how long was it? Folks have been asking like crazy. I mean it's the, it's literally it's like the distance feet, be- like... between Jeff and I right now. Okay. Yeah, That's, if you're yeah. not – so yeah, it's it's the length of the average table. I actually have I coming say. tomorrow. I ordered uh, from when we first came out. There's extension cables they sold mm-hmm. for like eight bucks that are mm-hmm. still on Amazon. So I just ordered one of those to have until November. Yeah, but that's not an ideal solution, <laughs> right? No, yeah, not at all. Yeah, yeah. Huh. yeah, yeah. I wonder what they're because you know that thing will also plug into a like a, a Wii remote and stuff and yeah, yeah. work that way. So I guess it makes sense to have the cable length be similar for that. But yeah, that's not a functional. It's, yeah, that, that yeah. no, work. we're just like work. I mean, in the eighties, I remember sitting three feet from my television because right. I was a child. And I, you know, I didn't know any better. Also, TVs were way different back then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but nowadays, like, yeah, like I, my my I have a fifty five inch television at home. Like, I want to be nice and far from that thing and just yeah. kind of not take me, it man. I'm trying to get headshots. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm right there, just right in there. Yeah, uh, like that scene when uh, Aaron Paul's playing playing the oh, first Rage in <laughs> yeah. Breaking Bad. Oh, right. yeah. Played nothing like that, by the way. I just <laughs> yeah. saw that episode again He's the other day. Basically, a different game. Yeah, yeah. it's Rage meets uh, Duck Hunt. Okay, yeah. uh, in other news, uh, Nintendo decided to push back the Pokemon Go Plus until September. They decided to delay it, push it, however you want to say it. Um, Their statement on this uh, is silly, so I'm going to read it. Uh, The delay is due to the preparations for the Pokemon Go application update in order to optimize Pokemon Go Plus. In order for us to offer new experiences to play Pokemon Go with Pokemon Go Plus, with the quality level high enough to satisfy as many people as possible, oh. we decided it was necessary to take enough time for the completion. We ask for your understanding. So can you explain what this thing is? Is this the, this little like, yeah. Pokeball icon thing? It's like it a cool... The, yeah, it's, a, it's like yeah. a... I, I said the word cool. It's not cool. It's, um, <laughs> it's like a... Almost like you can wear it on your wrist or pin it to your shirt pocket or whatever, and it has uh, color-coded lights... And it'll basically tell you when something's nearby in the game, or uh, we expect it to give you some kind of notifications, basically, so you don't have to hold your phone Yeah, out. if you go to the website for it, you'll find out that, okay, first of all, if you're going to catch anything, it'll only allow you to catch something using it that you've caught before, which is a weird condition. Oh, what? In a game where yeah. it's all about sort of discovery and finding something for the first time, you would think that having this device and by the way this is the one thing nintendo is actually responsible for in this trio (laughs) partnership between pokemon company niantic and nintendo um so that's one thing it does the other is that at pokestops you'll be able to swipe across this thing or tap this thing um and collect the items that are there um it it isn't a weird design choice i think aesthetically it's cool like Mm -hmm. i like the idea of the pokeball meets the sort of like marker situation going Mm -hmm. on it's not something i'd wear though i feel like you know i have an apple watch i'd love to have that functionality there instead being someone who you know, put out the money for this but thing. But wouldn't you love to wear this thing right above your Apple Watch? So it's like no, I, d- I don't. Um, wouldn't you love to cover your entire arm with watches? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, it's also thirty five dollars for this thing is just above impulse buy price. Yeah. Like I feel like if you hit nineteen ninety nine, it's like okay, yeah, that sounds right. But thirty five sure. is like a little. Thirty five is the price of the new Pokemon game. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And yeah. I, I think you also have to start to wonder how many people will still be playing Pokemon Go come September. Yep. Right. Uh, I mean, obviously, they'll have an update for the app. And you know, I, I count on them to make updates to try to keep people engaged. Absolutely. But I, you know, anecdotally, I feel like you know myself, definitely, but uh, the other people that I've seen around it's not sticking with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's already waning for sure. Yeah, or there yeah. are definitely people that are f- hearing about it for the first time and, and going through that process and not, not to say that there's no one playing it. It's still huge, right. obviously. Yeah, but, no, totally. But I'm just, like, the people that were most likely to be those early adopters, I see some of them falling away from it now. Well, they it doesn't had a, help that Nearby is broken. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. Nearby has been broken for over a week now. And it's, way, it's more so than I'm, that. I'm, it's, yeah, I'm, yeah it's, it's going on maybe two weeks, yep. but it's more the, okay, I still play this game. I still open up my, my app wherever I am to just see what's around. And when I see that the nearby glitch is still broken that you see three steps i'm just like okay well why am i doing this at this so i think this is part of like a running issue that nintendo is suffering from right now and that they're almost completely incapable of striking while the iron's hot like the nes classic right we all wanted that the moment we found out about it how many of you pre-ordered it none because you can't Mm -hmm. uh still can't it's been what three weeks a month a year sure like 30 years (laughs) 
Your son's in college. <laughs> I'm an old man at my own funeral. You already went and bought all those games <laughs> yeah. on cartridge yeah. or on the virtual console. Exactly. And just and thinking about them. Yeah. Like, yeah. that impulse is gone. I think yeah. the same thing with Amiibo. Like, they, had, they should have just put out as many as possible at once. Um, and the same thing with this. Like, if the, if the number's cut in half and cut in half every single week on, on Pokemon Go, and I don't, I don't have stats to back that up, but I'm sure, just anecdotally watching, like, people are sticking with it, but also people are falling off. Well, like, well to that point, though, <laughs> like, like uh, what's the saying? Uh, rising Tide raises all ships, yeah. right? The idea that Pokemon Go came out, you know who benefited the most from Pokemon Go coming out besides Apple and Google? Anyone who <laughs> makes a, a portable charging solution for oh, your yeah, phone. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That was selling through the roof for anyone who wanted to play this game for more than two and hours I'm, while walking and around. And we, I mean, we all work in the same industry, I'm sure. We all yeah. got those press releases from like random bootleg third-party yeah. companies yep. in China yep. being like, if you love Pokemon Go, you'll love this. Well, and any any cell phone case uh, shaped like a Pokedex probably also sold like crazy. Yeah, yeah. And that Spotify crowd. people listening to the uh, Pokemon the theme, theme song. song. Yeah, I mean it's it's a weird it's a weird thing because you're totally right. By September, there's no way interest is going to be higher than it is now, even yeah. if it's you know not this awful precipitous decline. But the thing is, like Nintendo's statement is really funny because they're basically shifting the blame on the app itself. They're saying we had delayed this hardware because they would have to update the app to get it to work. And, like, from my perspective as someone who plays way too much of this game, like, I don't want them to add more functionality because the app's just going to crash more. Like, the, mm. every time they add a feature so far, it breaks something else. Sure. And so, or they honestly, add a territory, it was breaking something else for a while. Exactly. Yeah, like, right. the servers would go down. So, I don't know. I don't, like, I think Nintendo's statement is, like, partially kind of a weird passing the blame to Niantic thing, yeah. but it's also just, like, we don't need this right now. Like, you can right. keep playing the game. Just fix what's there before I, you add I more. I do think the right update, like, and, and let's just look at how this app became as successful as it did, right? Mm-hmm. It was unprecedented. Like, without, with hardly any promotion behind it, this app absolutely rose in every yeah. territory. Google did not promote it. Apple did not promote it. And those promotions usually helped on the App Store 100%. Mm-hmm. They make or break on the App yeah. Store for many games. If this yeah. thing gets a cool yeah. enough update and Pokemon Go Plus comes out, it won't hit these numbers, but it will hit decent numbers. Yeah. The yeah. thing, though, that Nintendo has to make sure is that that device is worth getting. And I agree with you that 35 might be too much. And it kind of just reminds me of their insistence to not sell anything, you know, or try not to sell things at a loss. But I think in this case, 35 might be that tipping point where you're like, no, I don't know about this. Like, yeah. it really has to make my app experience better for me to want it. it probably depends yep. on, you know, how much money they actually do make from the app itself. Because, yeah. you know, they, they can't sell it at a loss if they if they don't get enough money out of the app to, mm-hmm. to yeah, justify like, it. Yeah, right? Apple takes yeah. a cut, yeah. Pokemon Company, Niantic. Like, you can't, like, we don't know numbers, but I would imagine it's not like Nintendo is making even half of the profits. Yeah, from yeah like, game. if I gave them a dollar on an in-app purchase, I wonder how much of that they actually make. Well, right. so, uh, cents, maybe? I want to say David Gibson, who is uh, an analyst for, uh, I'm forgetting, I think it's Macquarie, Macquarie uh, uh, Investments, uh, he speculated that Nintendo sees 13% okay. so that's, that's, of the money that's on That's not app. bad, 13 yeah. cents on the dollar, yeah? Yeah. That, that's, again, purely speculation, but still a number that's floating around. That's not bad. And, you know, the, the people that do stick with it into September are probably going to be the people that you're monetizing the heck out of. Yeah, so, totally. you know, you know, even if it's a smaller base of players that are, go on to buy this thing, they will probably be the ones that are so hooked on it that they're like, yeah, let's buy more incubators. Let's yeah, get yeah. more stuff. Let's set these lures down. Let's go. That, whole, that whole guppies and whales thing, which yeah. I, like, I hate that terminology. But yeah. well, This game especially, like, I've never seen – it's like I feel insane walking down Embarcadero because it looks like a commercial for some insane game where you roll your eyes because it doesn't actually happen but like you hear people yell like Charizard like 30 people run towards the water it's like the most you and I were walking we we went to lunch yesterday and you're like I gotta go there's a geodude over there and I'm like all right, I was gonna gonna walk back by myself so no but we we need to talk about that so Andrew was using a a website called uh, Pokevision which is sort of becoming Brendan Brendan was using it but he told Andrew about it Uh, so basically this is a a website you can log into Mm -hmm. www.pokevision.com and you'll be able to this site is gathering data from Niantic's API that basically says where a Pokemon will spawn. So yeah, it like, to be an, I mean, that's the thing. Like, it, Yes and no. <laughs> I feel like a crazy person because I can't get it to work. Every time I've ever gone to this site, it's been down. But Brendan somehow can find so stuff on it. It is a cool idea. I'm not. I'm not going to front that this is a bad thing. Like you can call it cheating if you want. I think it's it's an interesting way to play the game. However, like the three times I have tried that website. I can't live like that. So what yeah. I mean by this is I got home yesterday, for example, logged into PokeVision. I was like, let me just see what's around. There was like a, a certain Pokemon that I didn't have two blocks away. This is like after I sat down, I'm relaxing, I'm home. You know, when you just walk in the house and yeah. you're like, I'm 
done these for the These shoes have yeah. to come off right yeah. now. Pants are gone. Yeah. 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 Pants are done. Yep. Pants are gone. And <laughs> Burn these pants. <laughs> they just explode. Yeah. <laughs> this guy weird. Microwave my shorts. <laughs> so I see that this Pokemon is two blocks away and it enters my mind. I'm going to go back outside. I'm like, no, I can't do this. I closed it. I closed the app. I was like, I will live if I do not catch this Pokemon. One of us here did not do that. Instead, well, he left you at the Taco Bell as yeah. he went off to catch him. I didn't go to what, Taco was it Bell. Wherever it was. It was, it was a fan record. Place. Uh, excuse I me. I mean, so just backing up the, the point I was getting to with this game, I, I feel like PokeVision, I do kind of think, is sort of cheating. And okay. I'm glad I didn't use it at first because one thing I was going to say about the microtransactions is that this game is weirdly social. And like, mm-hmm. I think one of the things I spent money on was lures because um, – Marty Saliva also at IGN hosts trivia at a bar, and like 30 of us were going like the first week the game was out when it was at its peak. Sure. And so we bought a bunch of lures, and we were all trading off, putting them down, and that is part of the fun social side of it. And walking around meeting people has been the thing that kept me going. It's been that weird thing where I run to a couple... And randomly, they're playing Pokemon. We start talking about stuff. Knowing so, Winks, right? Like, yeah, hey, exactly. I know what you're doing. You I know what you're doing with those your swipes. And then their instinct, and you throw, you kick. You just, <laughs> just, just go. Yeah. <laughs> but, and that's the funny thing. Like, I, the first, I'm at like 124 in my Pokedex. I'm glad I got that far without using this. For me, I'm glad to have it now for cleanup. Like, I want those last 18 Pokemon, mm-hmm. so I'll use this So do you cleanup. think it's cheating? I mean, yes, absolutely. Okay. I think it's cheating, but more importantly than that, I think you're taking out the experience like the thing that makes the, the app itself is broken it's, it has all kinds of problems yeah. the social component of it is what made it a phenomenon right. it's what yeah. makes it fun well, and, the, and the surprise right like yes, I mean you totally. go out for a walk and all of a sudden on nearby when it's working you see oh wow there's an onyx nearby okay I'm gonna like scout around and look and you do look like an idiot I'm not gonna pretend <laughs> I mean I'm six foot five like everyone's noticing like where is the tall man going I'm like well I'm leave tr- me <laughs> I'm trying to catch I'm a lick a of tongue um, but uh, exactly um, but, but but I, it's still, I, I really do enjoy it. And I, I've been talking to Andrew about this. And I think the one thing that did hook everybody, it is that moment that you catch that Pokemon. Like when that ball starts shaking, you just start going nuts because you're like, oh, do I have it? Do I have it? Yes, I got this one. And it, it is the thing that fuels every silent fist bump, fist pump that you see when you're out playing this game. It's just that feeling of, oh, yeah, I got that thing I really yep. wanted. Yeah. Um, it's what everyone comes back for. But I live Poke in the Vision suburbs and there's away. none of that. Oh, uh, yeah, I was I was right. I had it running in my car, and a guy to drive through was like, "Oh, Pokemon, huh?" And I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Yeah, I'm playing that," and that's it. That's the only <laughs> the only interaction I've had with a stranger playing this really? to okay, date okay. Uh, in in my neck of the woods. There's just you know I've been going to gyms, I've been scouting, yeah. out, like looking around, going to public parks, looking like a crazy person in a public park. <laughs> yeah, uh, but nothing. I have not seen Who's another the new guy. Yeah, Someone leans over to the other. Yeah. That's yeah. why I think it will very quickly drop off i mean i think they were smart to launch the original 150 because we've talked about this a lot like the fact that they hit that perfect blend of nostalgia where someone can open it and find pikachu you don't get that when you open it and find like froki or chandelure Mm -hmm. or something like those aren't they don't have they don't evoke those same emotions from people um so i think once they add that next wave like i think it'll still pull in like hardcore pokemon people but i don't see it breaking through to the mainstream in the same way ever again. right i mean well it'll i'll definitely be curious to see i i will admit i do i do see it dropping off slightly but i think that done right they can keep this going like yeah I mean, think about how much money this app has made in the time that it's been out as well oh, yeah like, it's just it's scary well, and the legendaries like this is even before we've yeah. hit like because i do think the the big spike i'll see in renewed interest i would assume is going to be mewtwo and the mm. legendary birds like that's when people who started playing spent 20 bucks yeah. maybe stop for a couple months we'll come back to when it. you hit on it too just that it because it's so social it's that thing that when you have a group of friends who do play it together it's like any social totally. online game right yeah. like yeah. you can get your friends to play overwatch you can get your friends to play mm-hmm. call of duty you can get your friends to play pokemon go yep you can't get brian altano to play pokemon go though well, I'm not really into it. I tried. I, it's, you know, for me, it's yeah, it, it's a factor of like just not being a lot of there are no other people playing it around yep. me, and also I just like the game's very novel, but mm-hmm. I just don't think the game itself is very good. So yeah, without that not, social aspect, yeah. like there's just nothing to it. Yeah, that was that was my thing yeah. too. I was like, oh, actually playing it, like the the actual hook of the fundamentals of actually in, like interacting with this, yeah. this experience it feels like well, uh, the gym fights are terrible yeah, yeah. yeah. it's yeah. just Worst terrible part. if yeah. that was yeah. and that's the thing if, if you took just the gym fights and it was some knockoff Pokemon game someone uploaded the app store it was just yeah. tap tap tapping everyone would be making fun of this like yeah. it would sure. be yeah. uh, sure. you and Jack well, DeVries almost years ago like made fun of a, it was called like Pokemon Spin Fighter or some awful thing that was like a, it was like a, an 
a jumping up game basically. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. And like then there were little tap battles that were awful. Yep. And mm. I think uh, we've seen that before. But for me, it's like I'll go to a bar and see someone else playing it and strike up a conversation. Yeah. And, like it is that weird. In a in a city environment and in a just wandering around with nothing to do environment, it's no. Uh, it I works keep really well. I keep comparing this to um, the beginning of love like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, where the teacher is doing that math problem, and he's like, "Oh, well, say you bought a hundred chocolate bars," and I'm like, "Well, Charlie, how'd you get?" And he was like, "He's like, I got one." And he's like, "You only got one?" Like that's how I feel talking about this game because everyone around me is going crazy for it, mm. and I'm like, "I'm glad you're all happy. I'm not trying to take that from you." Yeah. But for me, like it didn't sink its hooks into me yet sure. i wish i could have that experience yeah. honestly yeah. Like, yeah. like that's it sounds awesome yeah but but it's just not happening yeah sure. i kept saying like if they if they made one about uh like a genre i cared more about or like a theme i cared more about like mm-hmm. even just like a general nintendo one i know that doesn't make any sense or yeah. star wars or star or wars or something yeah. like that like i'd be totally into it um like when you said onyx i was like oh like the rap group that would, that, that <laughs> would be good if i have to find yeah. 90s rappers all over my city dude i'm all right dude. So 90 rappers 90s rappers all over your city plus like a shazam style yep. like yep. if you're listening to the song you have an increased chance of finding oh them. i love that yeah like so i so if i cut I, this part out we're gonna make a billion dollars if i get de la soul in my headphones and i'm walking around i'm like oh shit i'm listening to de la soul and there they are on the street right there well there it is yeah. i think right. uh yeah the one last quick thing uh yeah, sure. talking to a friend uh his son actually is gathering with a bunch of kids and they like have like a study group in my like tiny Connecticut town basically that does homework and then they go into Pokemon Go Walk and I think that part of it that like social element especially for kids is really cool Um, yeah and I think it's it's something going on a walk yeah, it's good. That's, that's too. Good. That's People good. should yeah. go on walk. People should walk. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yeah. No, that's the thing. If anything, I've taken away most is like, hey, I am actually going out of the house more. That's nice. Well, Jose said yeah. that to me the other day. He's like, I'm walking around a lot. I'm like, you should have been doing that anyway. <laughs> no, I'm true, like, that's what any doctor in the world will say. Okay. He's like, I don't trust doctors. For, for Doctor Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do- doctor. Uh, exactly that. No, Doctor uh, Oak. <laughs> but even more like getting off at like the Embarcadero instead yeah. of getting off on Montgomery yep. and like yep. enjoying that nice walk along mm-hmm. uh, just along the pier. Like that has turned into a daily routine. No, it's awesome. Because of that. It's awesome. Because I love this it. game. All right. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, NX Das Hype, Jeff, Brian, Andrew, we are all going to talk about Eurogamer's big NX leak. We'll be right back. Jose Otero here with Brian Altano, Andrew Goldfarb, and special guest Jeff Gertzman. Thank Hello. you again for joining us today. Anytime. Yeah. So uh, just really quickly, before we get into NX Das Hype, you guys are Das Hype. Rolls That's off the tongue, right? Big, big time <laughs> Das Hype, hopefully. I mean, we don't know. Uh, you, you guys over at Giant Bomb just started doing video podcasting, am I correct? Like putting yeah. a show, like a live stream, essentially. Yeah, Talk we a did. Little bit about yeah, that. yeah. So this has been, we've been working on this for most of this calendar year, which is ridiculous, but you know, sometimes it takes multiple quarters to acquire equipment. Um, so yeah, we, we've been uh, running this podcast for eight years now, uh, and we uh, have had a lot of requests over the years, and we always like, ah, you know, if we're, we're going to do it, we're going to do it right. Uh, so we finally built our own room uh, and built it the way we like it and decided to put cameras in it. So, uh, yeah, now every Tuesday morning for Giant Bomb subscribers, they can watch it uh, live, 11 a.m. Um, nice. And then uh, the archive goes up for everybody after the fact. So you want to see it on YouTube, but uh, what are we, uh, the, the real Giant Bomb on YouTube. Okay. Giant Bomb was taken. Uh, <laughs> what? I know. Well, yeah. Squatter. I know. Um, so, yeah, we put the, the video podcast out for, for all to see. Uh, so we've actually been recording in a room with cameras for years and years. So we've actually always had program feed up with our dumb faces on it mm-hmm. uh so we're used to that environment so it actually yeah, hasn't really been a huge change but cool, now cool. we're just actually hitting record on the videos and putting them that's out. awesome awesome yeah, that's well folks cool. can find that over at giantbomb.com yep absolutely all right i hope it's as gorgeous as this sad brick room that gets to be a thousand degrees <laughs> so we, we, with we paneling put, on one yeah, wall <laughs> yeah we, we put up a lot of uh, audio baffling we went for the like audio approach and then so it's not maybe the prettiest video right. set mm. we don't have fancy decor in a lot <laughs> of our stuff yet <laughs> well, uh, but uh, fancy's a you very call nice it fancy <laughs> being generous it's, it's soda looks good i don't know <laughs> all right so let's uh, begin uh, the Dask hype then. Uh, so this week, Eurogamer blew the doors open on the first uh, seems to be very credible NX sort of rumor story, um, which ties into some things that, I mean, Andrew, you can speak to this, but we've mm-hmm. heard. But 
The NX will be a portable uh, handheld console with detachable controllers, a number of sources told Eurogamer. This would be a high-powered somewhat handheld console. Uh, the power right now is somewhere between, people are speculating a Wii U and an Xbox One, but it will be portable. Big selling point there. Dock station would show everything on your TV. Um, there's some weird inconsistencies, but essentially the controllers would be detaching from the sides, and you would dock this thing and use that as your controllers. Am I leaving anything out? Last thing, no backwards compatibility uh, with Wii U, so far as what they've heard, but that doesn't mean no virtual console. Just wanted to point that out. And lastly, actually, is that this will run using NVIDIA's mobile processor, the Tegra. But it's currently unclear whether it's going to be the current Tegra, a souped-up custom Tegra, or the next Tegra. Yeah. That's weird. I think that's everything. Oh, wait. Did you get cartridges? Cartridges. Yeah. 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 They told them it would also uh, use cartridges, but very unclear on what that means. I mean, we're not talking NES, like... Big jams here, right? It might be a game card like yeah, on your 3DS. Yeah, sounds like a 3DS, like an SD card. Thing. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Right? Let's let's yeah. talk about this. I mean, are we are we excited? Are we not excited? Uh, Once again, is, Nintendo's not chasing yeah. graphical parity. Totally, with, and with they shouldn't. That, no. That's a that's a that would be a horrible move for them. You know, mm-hmm. you see a lot of people that are are somehow. You know, like some of the rumors have been going around over the months, be like, I hear it's going to be more powerful than a PS4. It's like, no, what? No, that's not, this is Nintendo. That's not the type of business they run. They don't need that. Um, I think this is super smart. I, I've, I've thought it was super smart since, God, it feels like it's been like a year or something now that people have started to talk about this hybridized solution. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that's super smart for where their business is at. I mean, the handheld certainly does better in Japan uh, than, uh, than the Wii U did. And I guess that's actually probably true worldwide. Yeah. Um, so the idea of like, hey, let's just double down on the handheld stuff, but also you can hook it up to a TV if you want that experience. That seems perfect uh, for the types of things Nintendo is likely to do. Um, and it puts them in a, in a unique space. The idea of like, hey, I'm going to sit here and play my game, and then I'm going to pick up this tablet and then walk away with it, and I'm still playing this game. Yeah. I think that's powerful imagery, that when they get to the announcement, they start trying to like sell yeah. this to people. But this time, show someone leaving the house with exactly. it. Because yes. Wii U Definitely. tried to sell the, the tablet yeah. controller concept. In that video, all it talked about was the controller, but they, you were kind of, you were, uh, what, what, you were um, what's the wording for like when you're jailed at home? Like house a, arrest? Yeah, house we're under arrest. house yeah. arrest. I swear I don't know that from your, the, the Wii U is basically an ankle bracelet. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah it, it was. You it, can't yeah. leave the room with it. It feels like know? a rough draft, and this is kind of the more fleshed out, mm. yeah. better pitch. Yeah, I love the idea of them consolidating their handheld and console lines, because I felt like for the longest time, to be a Nintendo fan, and you, you mentioned, are you guys excited for this? Yes, absolutely. I'll be excited for every, everything they ever make forever, because I, I just I think that they're like that weird, magical toy maker in, mm-hmm. off to the side of the industry, mm-hmm. and everybody else is kind of doing, well, you know, I love my PS4, I love my Xbox One, but every, everyone else is kind of like in this arms race. Mm-hmm. And look no further than the E3 we just saw with with a new Xbox coming and now another PS4 coming and whatever we're calling them. Um, and I like the idea of them doing something strange off to the side. But for the longest time, to be a Nintendo fan meant you had to buy multiple systems. Yeah. And you were constantly jumping between both of those environments. You were like, I'm, I'm a 3DS gamer this month. Oh, next month I'm playing on consoles. Yeah. Uh, oh, there's nothing on this month. This And then there's nothing on either. Or there's too much on both. Uh, so consolidating that, I think, from um, a perspective of publishing games, uh, building a library, and also just focus is is really awesome. Um, and it, it also gives them the opportunity to scale. So they can say, like, we have this idea for this very small game. We're going to put it on the system. We also have an idea for something like as big as Zelda. We're going to put it on the same system. So, yeah. And they all sit neck and neck, Well, and that's the thing that blows my mind is just that, okay, so Breath of the Wild will be an NX game, right? Yeah. And if this is, in fact, the way this will go down, it's going to be a portable you take out of the house. Like, that is an unprecedented game experience as a portable game. Definitely, yeah. yeah. And Nothing I think comes you, close. Then you start to get into, like, battery life. And, you know, I yeah. think there, yeah, there's, a, a, there's a lot of considerations around like what you do with some of these larger games as a handheld and how viable it'll actually be as a just a pure handheld um but yeah i as as someone who like i commute in in a car i I don't take a lot of public transportation Mm -hmm. living in the north bay i kind of can't um so i have very few opportunities to play my 3ds that aren't me sitting in front of a much nicer screen Mm -hmm. while i'm playing the 3ds and looking at that screen and going like man if i could just play this game there that would be a way better experience so this 
solves that problem for me. Um, that's so weird. I, I think that's great. I actually hadn't thought about it like that because I, I kind of go in reverse where like I have the big screen there, but I also love the idea of like curling up on the couch and just having a 3D upside down on my face while my wife watches TV or something like that. Um, but I never really thought about it like, yeah, I'm playing this game. Why can't I play that right there? And yeah. this totally solves for that. Like yeah. I'm someone that commutes in every day. I take mm. the train in San Francisco, which is another reason why this totally isn't for me mm. because – I just can't play. Like, I'm just in a crowded, packed sardine can right. full yeah. of people who are like, will probably snatch out of my hands yeah. and run. Well, you're not at a great yeah. stop to get a seat is the other problem, right? I no, mean, like, no, I'm, no. I'm commuting from over in the East Bay, and so I'm one of the early stops. Yeah. So I can immediately get a seat, whip out a 3DS, or take out a tablet and read. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's perfect for that environment for me. And I'm just like, okay, if the selling point is that I'm going to be able to play these games, they're going to be high quality, they're going to look good. Um, and the battery life is there. I think that's the biggest question like right. in yes. the room is just battery life in general has to be really good on that thing. Yeah, yeah and that's that's the thing that concerns me. Like my – I don't really have a commute, but I travel a ton. And so I honestly finish most of my games on portable and yeah. on planes. Mm-hmm. And so for me, this is like sitting in front of a power outlet on a long flight. This sounds perfect because battery life is less of a concern. But – you can't always get to that. And mm-hmm. also, a game like Breath of the Wild, like, if you're out in the middle of this open world and you just took down a temple or you just, like, are, are collected something really cool, like, and that red light comes on, that there's a low battery thing, like, that's not great, you know, for, yeah. a, for a longer console experience. Absolutely. They're probably going to need to build the games around that with, like, some yeah. kind of save state or, you know, kind of yeah. spend or, or, mode in mind. Or even a low yeah. power mode right. or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. I would imagine that... When a game is docked, maybe it can do certain things that it can't do when it's in portable mode. Because if, if you think about it, like the amount of processing power that a even Xbox 360 has, what that would do to impact battery life isn't great. As opposed to a tablet game where occasionally you'll get something like Amazing Spider-Man, which is content complete on iPad as it was on consoles. Yep. But there's way more fog or there's way more sure. uh, traffic on screen at once yeah. or something like that. I think that and, you know that's where the chip set starts to like play into this, right? Because mm-hmm. some of those you know some of those Tigra chipsets are you know they're not huge power consumers. You know yep. they, they might last a long time if, if that ends up being the chipset. You yeah. know if it's something else that's ARM based or something. You know yeah. like that stuff's built for this. So yeah. you you might be okay. Yeah, because yeah, I, I think about playing like Uncharted 4 on my PS4 and how mm-hmm. it just started sounding like a jet jet engine <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah. game. Like, yeah. will this thing breathe? Like, will it need to? Um, yeah. I think in terms of the cartridges thing, it's very fascinating because um, looking at some of their best games, their best looking games of all time, Mario Kart 8, for example, is roughly, I think, believe 20, 20 gigs, which is if you look at little SD cards and thumb drives now, it's nothing. Yeah. Like, I, I, I ordered, uh, for 25 bucks, I ordered 128 gig uh, little thumb drive that's like the size of an M&M and it stu- just tucks into the side of your MacBook just yep. for extra storage because I was like why not it's cheap it's cool um, so that won't really be an issue the cartridges thing I don't know how how much they're going to actually lean into the look of that like if they're going for a nostalgia play like they are with the classic NES series or with the new classic NES thing um Maybe they'll make them look like cool little carts, or they'll just be ugly SD cards. I think they will literally be 3DS carts. I think think that there's not backwards compatibility with Wii U, but it would be really smart of them to do it with portable. Um, if they are leaving a better library, if they could, if they could pull that off, I think yeah. that, that would be. But yeah, I think in terms of size and stuff like that, and you have to imagine yeah. that this would have internal storage also for yep. downloadable games and stuff yeah. like that. So you know, it's, it's, it's yeah. That it's, was my favorite part of the Eurogame report. My favorite part. Um, I, <laughs> <laughs> I highlighted and circled it. Uh, the most interesting thing to me was the uh, one source told them originally they were considering an all digital system, um, mm-hmm. and that they were essentially talked out, which of would it. be very Apple. Yeah, um, totally. If, if yeah. they can pull that off, and Nintendo has always sort of loved to compare itself to Apple, or at mm-hmm. least folks get have gotten that feeling. Um, but ultimately, you know, they're they're not, and they're very different than Apple in a lot of mm-hmm. ways, right? Like they overexplain things. Apple is very concise when they show you what this new phone is going to be, or what the iPad Pro is going to be. Whereas Nintendo kind of belabors the whole thing, right? Like yes. talking to you like you've never done this before. And that's why I hope whatever this reveal is, it needs to be crystal clear. Yeah. Like because if you think to the Wii U or like the Xbox yeah. One, we're like we were left with more questions than answers. Uh, that's not good. And yeah. this one feels like it needs to really... It was also, I, mean, I think even for consumers, they had no idea what they were buying when they yeah. got a Wii U. They're yeah. like, Does, is, this, is, this the, is this the new Wii? Well, yet, no. Yes. I mean, <laughs> kind of. I mean, sure. Does it use sure. my Wii controllers? Sometimes. Does yeah. it require them? Occasionally. Uh, yeah. There, well, there was, where are you going? Not for the games you want to play. <laughs> the FAQ went on for pages and pages. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No. yeah. It, that, I think that's fair. But I do think that uh, one thing that does happen out of this, uh, and it, maybe by accident, maybe on purpose, but it does, consolidating does help them not have to answer the question of where do we put the next blank game, right? Mm-hmm. Like, 
Pokemon, the game after Pokemon Sun and Moon, because I don't think Sun and Moon would make this deadline, would be a TV, a Pokemon RPG you can play on your TV, which is something really people awesome. have wanted like, finally, for years. Finally. Years and years. Animal Crossing would be an experience that would be on your TV at home and on the go. And, and that's I, another I game that. that's great on the go, but that you'd want to still check in yep. from home. Um, and you can think of others. Hopefully this will, if they can get their schedules right, because I think the other problem sort of that, that hangs over Nintendo is just that, yeah, they put a lot of effort and a lot of thought into the games that they make first party, and they do have a strong first party. But... Jumping between devices and the decisions they sometimes make, franchises get left behind or franchise care falls apart. For games like Metroid, yeah. F-Zero. Yeah. Things get watered down yeah. you know, mm-hmm. because they only appear on one and not the other. You know, yes. you, yeah, def- yeah. Def- def- I think Absolutely. one of my concerns is the sort of the storage behind it all. Like uh, the fact that we know that it's not going to play discs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I just – I don't think it could even whatever size that docking station is going to be. And then it's not backwards compatible. I bought a lot of my Wii U games digitally. So great. Mm-hmm. Do those carry over? If they do, what kind of storage is this thing going to yeah. have? Or get your account. Yeah. system together yeah. sorry mm-hmm. yeah. no because the, the Wii had the original Wii had terrible storage it was like 128 megabytes or something like that something, something yeah. Or yeah. 512 yeah. something like ridiculously low um, but you didn't really notice because all the games were small the new 3DS for example you had to have that weird surgical operation where you popped open the back and yeah. you had a horrendous clicking noise <laughs> and you put in a new <laughs> that just yeah I shake thinking about it yeah. um, the Wii U I have a external uh, storage device sitting on top of my Wii U that's just like I hope this works forever like <laughs> it's not ideal you know so I'm hoping that whatever they do whatever this handheld thing is um, it's got enough space so that I'm not constantly managing the fridge as R- Reggie used to tell us to do you know moving stuff moving stuff around yeah I, that totally is valid and then input is my big question because yep. if it's a tablet and we we were talking about this if it's a tablet and it has touch controls let's say and then you have to dock that tablet, then how are you playing a game with touch controls? Is there a separate well, touchpad? Is there Take like, a look at Zelda. Did the Zelda demo at E3 have any touch controls? Had none. 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 The yeah. I mean, if that game is coming nothing. to the NX, I think you can start to build a case for why this thing might just straight up not yeah. Rely on the touch screen for yeah. games. It's crazy yeah. to me though to ship a touch uh, to sh- uh, ship a screen that doesn't have touch functionality. Well, especially yeah. because I think that we're all going to end up touching it. Yeah. Well, no, and yeah. that does I, appeal yeah, to, wonder, a, right. to a wider audience, right? Like yeah. that is a very easy input system. And if you think about, it, there are two specific games released in the past couple of years that have benefited the most. I felt like Happy Home Designers' whole touch interface yep. for how you did like furniture stuff was the best way to experience that. I don't want to go back to rotating my couches mm-hmm. like they were Zelda blocks. Sure. Yep. Second yeah. one yeah. was Mario Maker. How would you do right. Mario? Maker without yeah, a touch that's a good, yeah. And also, yeah. Wall Street Journal said this week that uh, it'll be compatible with uh, DNA's mobile games, the Fire Emblem and Animal Crossing, Smart and games, theoretically yeah. Miitomo. So those Someone are touch-based. familiar with so, the matter told Wall Street Journal that. Yeah. 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 Okay. And so, I mean, if, the, if those are touch-based, would there be kind of analog versions of them? See, that scares me, because then, like, do I need a data plan for an NX, which right now, well, I mean... Well, that's a separate argument, issue entirely. Yeah, 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 the argument could be made, like, is is that the direction that this handheld needs to go? Maybe it's tethered. Maybe you could always... I mean, so if it's a Wi-Fi device, you could always tether it to a phone while you're out. Yeah. Yep. You yep. want yep. to go that route with it. Uh, so, yeah, I guess in, in that context of, like, you know, you would expect a Mario Maker to make its way over here, and, and if this this mobile stuff makes it over, then I suppose a touchscreen does make sense. Mm-hmm. So maybe then the dock is less about setting the device down and more about connecting it up and With still holding it. And yeah. we also talked uh, about um, – so what, what we had heard um, – uh, we had a couple conflicting sources. We had some stuff early on about this. Yeah. Uh, we had heard the controller snaps off and then snaps together, and that that's right. your input. So what we were talking about is maybe there's a third piece because even in mockups, Eurogamer has done. They're very small, and uh, we've heard uh, stuff from your games report. They talked about that that becomes two separate multiplayer controllers. Which was really uh, confusing to me because the original report didn't say mm-hmm. that. It did say the detachable controllers, but then the right. Digital Foundry one says, well, we can hand each other the, the two units, and it would be two separate it controllers. probably depends which, on the game. Yeah, yeah exactly. To me, that's yeah. worrisome, though, yeah. because... How big are these controllers? Like, I mean, big if we're enough talking to about... play NES games on. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to say, <laughs> yep. like, yeah. the, 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 only, the the very few scenarios where you're going to like play on a tablet and hands it to someone else is like, let's play Tech Mobile. See, but that yep. scares yep. me yep. because you do need a certain amount of buttons just to get everything going. I mean, if you go yep. by just Breath of the Wild, right? I mean, almost every button had a function or a use. Uh, during E3 demos, and I, mm-hmm. if if this is the same experience, and I'm not going to need like some U-shaped doohickey or something, <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah. it should 
ultimately have the same number of buttons on both sides. So maybe I'm, I'm just getting dragged into the minutia here, but I'm like, what is going I mean, if on? If we want to go this? speculation crazy, then Let's maybe this, tab, this ties back into their patent for the uh, featureless screen that also mm-hmm. has buttons on it, and yep. you've got some element of that on each one of these detachable pieces. So when you snap it together, you've got a control space in the middle mm-hmm. yeah. uh, that lets you do your touchscreen sort of things. Uh, while still docked to a TV. Yeah. And Andrew, Andrew, Andrew and I, yeah. when we talked about it, like that was something he pointed out. I was just like, what if you sell a third piece that is just an option? If you want to do touchscreen stuff, you could do it there well, like and not the, use controls. Like the PS4 touchscreen. I don't think they pad. would, but yeah. like sure. something that doesn't have a display on it, but is literally right. just a touch. Yeah, like, almost like the that Apple touch. There was also that patent thing. that they had for the um, clickable scrolling shoulder right. yeah. wheel yeah, button wheels. thing. It's like yeah. whatever that means. I don't yeah. know if that's going to come into play. Um, I'm hoping this thing isn't like a Homer Simpson car. And it's very clear and... <laughs> and what they're trying to make it because like we were talking about before like there's a lot of sort of mystery and confusion behind being like do I need a Wiimote do I need a Wii U gamepad do I need a nunchuck do I need like the balance board like there's a, to say to take something like when we first saw the Wii it was a guy holding it was Reggie holding up that controller right or was it Iwata I forget and it just looks so simple and you're like how am I going to play games like this it's so simple uh, and then it worked but then you started plugging things into it and then you get an external uh, you know it's charging station, and then you got a, a, your, your storage device and, and recalibrating, recalibrating, and, yeah. and then there was the the, sen- the sensor bar, and all of a sudden you're like, I have this rat's nest of wires behind mm-hmm. my TV from something that looked so Apple and so simple, and mm-hmm. Apple still gets that that design of being like, here's your thing, here's one cord for it, you're set. But so, but then it does. Be- this all sort of funnels into what is this thing going to cost, and that's always been the reason that I have always kind of. And I've said on this show, like, been kind of against the consolidating those two markets because I'm like, what would this magical device be priced at? And I feel like for them, it can't be more than 250 tops 299. I feel like for mm-hmm. the audience that they want, that is the that is the price is right between those two cones. I, I, I actually see them hitting 249 and 299 with different storage options. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I think that. You know, when you look at kind of where some of these, assuming the chipset stuff is accurate, which that seems like it might be the shakiest part of what mm-hmm. Eurogame is reporting, but and whatever they've, they've got their sources. Yep. Um, if you look at that stuff and start to look at other devices that have similar architectures, that, that's not too far off. You know, like yep. some of these Shield tablets and some of these other exactly. things like fall into that range. Right. Um, so I, I think they could probably pull that off. See, I was thinking 199 would be the most amazing sweet That'd be spot great. to just yeah. completely forty nine dollars would be great too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They pay you just, yeah. free money. Um, I think that's the kind of thing where it would 199 is a. So if they're going after that sort of like handheld market, I think that's where it's it starts getting a. Appealing to parents, to kids, to people who are like, this is within reach of affording it. It's also like there's a durability aspect to it. My biggest concerns are honestly like the screen quality. Because if you look at the screen quality on the 3DS, the 2DS, the, the Wii U, it's not great. No, they um, didn't. They didn't choose a, a great, they didn't and not, a great and, choice. And there. not even the fact that it's like a single t- touch or you know lack of multi-touch on there, which I think so, is so be. heavy glare outside yeah. as we kicked right. off the of course, show with, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the Wii U one was not HD, for yeah. example. That was a yeah. pretty. They're just lower res. Roughly, and, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'll take that hit to play Breath of the Wild on a on a ten hour flight, but. It's not completely ideal. Well, so, and that's uh, where I think the the cost can get a little scary, right? Like, yeah. what sort of screen have you chosen? What are the right. other internal components? Um, that that's all part of it. And then let's let's just go to the smartphone thing that Wall Street Journal heard. I mean, if that's true, that opens up the door for well, maybe when we all heard that Android rumor, it's just that someone heard, oh, there's a Tegra, there's a mobile processor in it, mm-hmm. so someone jumped the gun and said, hey, Android, yeah, they're running that. That's what this is going to be about. And then maybe not being true, but. Maybe getting mobile games would be a smart thing. Yeah, yeah especially because like our first thought with Price, and we were just reacting to this on Wednesday or whatever day that was, was um, the idea of revenue streams. Like that, like not that the 3DS and Wii U are really parallel and one to one or anything, but they're theoretically cutting their business in half if they're merging everything together, and so they have to make that money back. But if they're going into the smartphone market from the same device, that's right. really smart. If you're yeah, going to see kind of future DNA deals after these first five also on but this. But I feel like you're asking a lot because you're asking someone who buys, let's say, Candy Crush. Let's use that as mm. a – that's a popular mobile smartphone game. You're asking them – I mean, that's free to play. Am I right? It's free to For play. some games, you'd yeah. be asking them to buy that game. Yeah. Um, maybe the not – free to play ones would continue to be free to play. But I wonder if Nintendo would say, hey – 
okay, you've got to buy it on our system. You got to buy Minecraft on our system, for example. Or well, something I think like that. I think there's a way to do that. Like I'm really into uh, Pac-Man 256 mm-hmm. on my PS4 because mm-hmm. it was five bucks and it, all the microtransaction nonsense is unlocked. Everything's there. It's just the video. It's a game. better version of that game. Totally, yeah, totally. Yeah, and it's not constantly nagging you like, hey, you should give us a dollar yeah. or hey, what's going on over there? You haven't nice. paid us in a while. Like a, like a, a shakedown. So <laughs> um, no, so I, I like the idea of like if 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 that's what they're going for that also it relieves the 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 worry of having it constantly have to connect to the internet and stuff like that mitomo i mean you could make a version of that that syncs back up when you get back home i don't know like the data plan thing is kind of worrisome because i mean most parents don't want to give their kids a data plan i just don't see that i mean you look at the Vita, like that's just that's not realistic you know like the the tablet plus data plan stuff i think makes a little more sense because that's just a more versatile device like this just just isn't something or like multiplayer with with something like that would never you think ever take off i just i I just don't i I just don't think that it, it would take off enough to justify the cost of including it in the system, right? Yeah. Uh, the ongoing cost to users, like yeah. I just, I don't think that you, you still think of Nintendo as shipping a video game console or handheld like yeah. device. I think inserting like 4G, you know, yeah. LTE, cellular radios, yeah. yeah. radio they would all. put I, all that on AT and T and Verizon and all yeah. those so other like, phone carriers. I just yeah. don't think that. I just SoftBank. I, I just Let, let's say it. like Breath of the Wild's a 35 gigabyte game, 40 gigabyte game, 20 even. Like, where are you downloading that? Your, your aunt's house at McDonald's, like you're still in Wi-Fi. Like, right. Otherwise, you're burning through your data plan incredibly quickly. Like that's a lot of stuff. I don't download 20 gigabyte games on my phone. So mm-hmm. yep. um, yeah, I can. Well, your phone like, won't let you too. Your phone will say, hey, this is over like yeah, 100 or right. something, 100 yeah. megabytes. You're not doing this. And those yeah. are provider imposed yes. restrictions. Yeah. So yeah. like presumably this device, if it were to do that, would have similar restrictions. You'd Which means they have, have it Wi-Fi. It yeah. has to be a better Wi-Fi interface than the 3DS has or even the Wii U because yeah. – it's not it's not a super easy hey a wi-fi network popped up do you want to connect to it like yeah. it is you have to delete one of two one of three presets and then add in the it's new one super it's annoying yeah. yeah so and you can't it doesn't work in hotels 99 percent yeah. of the time right. yeah exactly yeah, which, that would have to change too. but keep in mind yeah. without a without a data plan this thing can't play pokemon go exactly so i don't think this i mean i don't that's the other weird thing like we don't know i would like completely just guessing i would assume the dna stuff could be part of this i would not think pokemon go is i would think that that's kind of a separate but that's a weird thing that if it's a part of it at all yeah like if if one of the box quotes is that it plays nintendo mobile games and you're like oh kind of like pokemon go and they're like well not that one that's and that's that's the whole confusion with the investor thing yeah it might not even be the same versions of these mobile games they might just be making unique versions of those games i like that a lot um but maybe it makes sense well there's you can make an argument two or four and we'll we'll end with this because we do have to go uh, another show's coming in uh one you can make the argument for just because if nintendo is sort of positioning these games as a way to get someone started with a nintendo experience and then bring them over to their platform the fact that the platform would support those games you would think would continue to hook that consumer potentially i'm not saying that's 100 percent a lock but then the flip side of it is well we want to give them something better like if you start with animal crossing on your phone we could give you a better version at home if you bought one right. and hey how about some of your progress carries over like supplementary yeah. like almost yeah. like yeah. a street pass situation of like hey if you're playing this mobile game you're gonna get this stuff in the nx yeah version. and that yeah. specific example actually is something they pointed out when they announced animal crossing they said there is going to be some sort of future functionality between this and the next animal crossing the mobile game and whatever animal crossing nx if you want to call it that i think that's I, the warning bell so i'll I let think- you finish Oh, I was going to say, I think no matter what, like no matter what the prospects of the system itself are, I'm so excited for the reveal. Yeah. I think just when we finally like hear this stuff and how they explain it, it will, it will surely create more questions, but I'm, I'm very interested to see what this thing actually is. Well, we were just talking this morning about Sega's, they just announced two new Sonic games and they put an NX logo in the end of their trailer. And right. They had to make their own NX logo because yeah. we still don't have one. Uh, we're at like the sort of we're at the the top of the the pot boiling with water. Yeah, right well, now, they're gonna have know. to redo that commercial when this thing does get a real name, right? Yeah, or that exactly. trailer. It's not gonna say NX forever. Yeah, like that was a weird dance. choice. Yeah. yeah, just put a Nintendo logo there. Yep. Don't worry, yep. people mm-hmm. figure it out. Um, all right, so we gotta stop there. Uh, thank you very much for listening to Nintendo Voice Chat. But before we go, I guess I'm gonna put Jeff on the spot for one second because we did want to build a SNES Classic Edition of our own. And uh, I just want to ask you five games off the top of your head that should be on that device. And uh, we'll talk. continue this next week for folks. ActRaiser, Ooh, good uh, one. Contra 3, um, Mario World, Link to the Past, Super Metroid. Perfect. 
Okay. Thank you for saying nice. actors. I feel like Mitch Dyer and I are the like two people. Yeah, so good. It's the music good is so good. Yeah, it's yeah. really, really oh. good. Fantastic stuff. All right, cool. Well, thank you for that, and thank you for listening to Nintendo Voice Chat. We're a weekly show on IGN, but we are, in fact, not the only show on IGN. There's plenty of stuff you can get. You can find Jeff's awesome work over at GiantBomb.com yeah. or the Giant Bombcast. If I'm, uh, is there, yeah, there Giant Bombcast on iTunes and yeah, on, on, on YouTube. Look it up. It's, it's around. We're around. Sweet, sweet. Uh, Jeff Zone. I'm out there. You know, I'm around, man. <laughs> the Jeff Zone. Oh man. All right. Um, and you can find uh, no, I didn't. I, I had no, no no knowledge of this. Uh, sorry, I apologize. Um, He's got you can a new find... piece in Sound Blaster monthly. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> there it is. Uh, if you have feedback for the show, email us at mvc at ign.com or head on over to iTunes. Uh, leave us a review. We're always grateful for your feedback. Lastly, you can find us all on Twitter. You can find Brian Altano at Agent Bizzle. You can find Andrew Goldfarb at Garfep. You can find Jeff Gertzman at Jeff Gertzman. And you can find myself, Jose underscore Otero, on Twitter. Thank you very much for listening, and we will be back next week with more Nintendo Voice Chat. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.